it's important to figure out what you like. Do you like to take care of the elderly? Do you not want to have to mess with any blood or body fluids? If you don't like that kind of nursing, you might want to think about working somewhere else, like working for a company where you would just do physicals or something like that. But there's so many different types of nursing. You know, if you don't like one, you can try something else. That's what I've loved about it. This is Professional Confessionals. Joining us today is Linda Raftery, a practicing nurse for the last 30 years. Thanks so much for joining us, Linda. Let's jump right in. Okay. What did you study out of high school? Right out of high school, I studied musical theater. I was going to be a nurse when I was in high school, and I was approached by my vocal music teacher who said, don't be a nurse. You need to you know, you need to do music or musical theater. At that point, I had never had any, I'd never played the piano and didn't really have any instrumental background, which you need for that. But she assured me that, oh, Linda, you can learn it. You'll be fine. You'll be able to learn the basics. And so I tried that. And after about a year of not doing well with it, I started to look towards nursing again. When you say you didn't do well with it, what does that mean? I was having to take music theory, and uh, I was taking a group piano class. I was taking private lessons, and it just wasn't coming to me. Perhaps I gave it up too soon. I did stick with theater for another year, just strictly theater. But to be a music teacher or do music pedagogy or You have to be able to pass a piano proficiency exam, and I couldn't see myself passing that. So I stuck with theater for a while, and then I ended up getting married and having a baby, and then after I I didn't finish my degree, and so then after realizing that I was going to be going through a divorce, I decided I need to get back into nursing. I applied to nursing school and went back. So that was a little bit later in life. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, so, I think I was 24 when I started back in nursing. And so you mentioned that you were considering nursing in high school to begin with before yes. you got encouragement in another path. So then you, you went back into nursing. Yes. You got your degree. And tell us about how that evolved. How I was inspired again was when I was pregnant with my son there was a nursing student who came to my house. They needed people who were having babies to use as their special patient. So she would come to my house maybe once every couple of weeks and, you know, do her physical assessment and talk to me. And then I started to learn more about the program and became excited about nursing again. And so I guess that's what got it going in my mind. Wow. So with with two kids at home, just one. Oh, just, just one, one at the time. Okay. Just one at the time. You re-enrolled into college in search of a nursing degree. Yes. How challenging must that have been? It was very challenging. My son was a toddler and my marriage was not going well. So during nursing, I had to move back home with my parents. It was a stressful time, but for whatever reason, I really did focus and that was probably the best I've ever done done in college. I was a straight A student. And I just, I guess because of the drive, knowing that I had, I was going to 
going to be a single parent, most likely. And I just wanted to do my best. So I worked really hard. And obviously, your parents supported yes. your decision. Yes. Did, when you switched majors out of high school, did your parents have an opinion about that? Did they express any kind of trepidation that you should be diverting from your original goal? Yes, they did. <laughs> Especially the the theater part or any kind of acting or music stuff. I came from a, a small town. So basically, there were options, you know, you go to college, you become a teacher, you become a nurse, you could go to the closest town and work at the Levi factory or so in their mind, it just didn't make or their minds, it didn't make sense to go after some crazy dream of, you know, being on the stage or singing. What about your own kids? Would you encourage them to follow their dreams of that variety? Oh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. But they unfortunately have no desire <laughs> that way. Fortunately or unfortunately. Yes, I guess fortunately or unfortunately. Yeah. So what makes you a good fit for nursing? I really do love people. And I feel like I'm pretty compassionate for the stresses and you know, the things that they're going through. I did have a mom who had health issues. So I was kind of a caretaker for her. So maybe that's a, a little bit part of it too. So aside from going back to school with a divorce under your belt, a, a child to take care of, were there any other like specific to nursing or the program? Were there any stumbling blocks for you? At that time, I was very motivated. So I really, everything was exterior or around me that was, I guess, as far as worrying about money and a marriage and trying to make the grades. But at that point in time, I felt really focused because I had a purpose. I knew I was going to have to take care of my son. I knew I probably couldn't depend on my ex-husband to help me with that. So, so out of nursing school, did you specialize in any particular area? What was your kind of your first job? What part of nursing did you fall into? I went into a critical care internship. I was going to school in the closest small town that we that I was in in Missouri. And then the bigger university who had a level one trauma center, they were recruiting nurses at the time. So they invited our nursing class to Columbia, Missouri at the university hospital there gave us a tour and they said, you know, for your brightest students, we will give you a thousand dollar sign on bonus. We'll pay for the move and you can, you know, take more classes at the university at a 75% discount. And when I heard all that and the fact that with this critical care internship, I would be with a preceptor for five months have all kinds of classes and get to try out different areas like the ER and other ICUs. That was what sold me. And I had a girlfriend who was sort of in the same predicament as me, a single parent. So we moved to Columbia together just to kind of help each other out. So that's where your nursing career began? Yes. And did you stick with the ICU? I did for, I stayed in the neurosurgical ICU for six years. Then I met my current husband, and he took me away from that. <laughs> so <laughs> when we moved to this part of the country, 
the closest neurosurgical ICU was about an hour away in Westchester or Columbia in the city. And at that point, I just felt like I didn't want to make the drive. So I went to Closer Hospital at St. Luke's and worked ICU a little bit there, just uh, like a ICU coronary care unit. And then I also worked in the ER. After that, mostly stayed in the ER. I have worked as a school nurse. I've worked as a camp nurse. And I also worked in a pediatrician's office. It sounds like you would have preferred to stay with the neurosurgical <laughs> ICU. Yeah. Which is kind of funny because to me, that seems like so stressful. And I guess it's exciting as well. But the constant stress, doesn't it take a toll on folks that are working in critical type situations? Yes, it does. But you, once you're working there and constantly learning, you reach a certain level of comfort. You can rely on your coworkers. At a teaching hospital, you just have so, you know, there's research and, you know, new instruments, new drugs, and it was exciting. We also did organ donation from that unit or we would take care of organ donors. So I had was kind of thinking that maybe I wanted to be an, like an organ donation coordinator at some point. So... And I guess there are those successes that really make it kind of worthwhile when you yes. see someone recover and go back to their life. It oh, must yes. be very gratifying. Yes. And with the brain, you just don't know, you know, someone who you expect might heal or come back fully, might not for whatever reason, you know, even after they've been to rehab and had all kinds of therapies. And then somebody that you think is never going to get any better will you know, come back and visit the nurses in the unit to say thank you. And you're like, whoa, <laughs> that is amazing. I didn't think you were going to make it. But yeah, so that's really cool. What's your favorite part of your job? Well, my favorite part of the job is getting to know the patients and anything new or exciting that comes along that has a successful outcome. For instance, the other day, we had somebody come into the ER and they were in labor and we do not have a labor and delivery unit in the hospital where I work. So we had to have the baby in the ER. Fortunately, everything went very well and beautiful baby. Mom did great and it happened very fast. But that was after that happened, I was felt like I was on a high all day. I was just so excited that, you know, baby, because that's not the kind of nursing I normally do. Was the baby delivered by an ER doctor? And, and was it someone with experience in deliveries? Not by an ER doctor. It just sort of happened on its own. <laughs> oh, so yes. uh, it was like she got in the door and then she had it. So, but I mean, we all are trained to deliver babies and the ER doctor is trained for all that. But when you don't do it all the time, it is stressful. Just paperwork and... And that's one of my biggest annoyances is all the paperwork that comes with. And computers like have not made a big dent in the paperwork? Or now um, it's just done on the screen, but it's still a lot of paperwork. Yes. It's, yes. The computers have made a difference, but it's still documentation. You have to document everything. If I could just have somebody do all that for me and just let me take care of the patient, then that would be fabulous. Which sometimes we do work that out. You know, we'll kind of team up. When something more critical comes in and then 
one of the nurses will just sit down at the computer and do all the documenting and then. Could an organization be structured that way? Or does it need your level of experience to fill out some of these forms? It, I, it does need a level of experience. So you can't it, hire a temp worker to, no, to, to fill no, the forms to, for no. you? No, and then everything, everything that is written or documented has to be signed off by a registered nurse. So, yeah, I mean, I suppose I could go back and read the note and co-sign it, which, you know, that's been done before. But So you're in the ER currently. Are there any positions that you've held throughout the years that, that you want to shine a light on, that like different aspects of nursing? I've really enjoyed school nursing. That's something completely different. A lot of it is more reassurance and handholding. I've got a boo-boo kind of I've stuff. got a boo-boo, yes. Some of the, the funniest things have happened at the high school level just because of high schoolers wanting to avoid certain classes oh. and, you know. Tall tales. Tall tales. But yeah, that's been fun. I do like peds too. I I, like well, kids. And it's a rough time. Yes, so, it is. In so many ways. And you're kind of like a, a safe place, the nurse, the nurse's office. Yes. And it's funny because you wouldn't think like the more some of the more academically gifted kids who are so intent on mer- making perfect grades, if they, you know, think they haven't studied enough, then they come to the nurse, you know, I've got a stomach ache, I need to go home when they're really trying to avoid a test or something. Like <laughs> well, it could, it could be both. The, the idea of being unprepared gave Maybe. them a stomach ache. <laughs> yeah, that's likely too. Anything that uh, you'd highly recommend or seriously avoid in terms of positions that you've held within nursing? You know, I think it's important to figure out what you like to do. Do you like to take care of the elderly? Do you like, do you not want to have to mess with any blood or body fluids. If you don't like that kind of nursing, you might want to think about working somewhere else, like working for a company where you would just do physicals or something like that. But there's so many different types of nursing. You know, if you don't like one, you can try something else. So that's what I've loved about it. That also because of my husband's career for three years, he had a job where he was working pretty much 24 seven. So that's when I initially started the school nursing job was because I, I had kids at home and I knew I could work during the day while they were in school and then be home on the weekends in the evenings. And also nursing has really helped when I did have young kids at home, I could work part time and evenings and weekends so that we didn't have to do so much daycare. And your kids had their own school nurse at home. Yes, they did. That's right. Wow. So they didn't get much past me. No. (laughs) (laughs) Any aspect of nursing that you still want to investigate or try or experience? I have thought a little bit maybe trying hospice nursing. I know it's a hard one, but mainly you bond with the family and the I like I like the connections with that. I'm kind of getting to the point where I don't really like the ER stuff. Because of the urgent nature? Yes, because of the like, urgent nature. I think my patience for some of the things that people complain about is I've, I've just kind of reached the end of that. So I know it's it's not very kind. but no, um, it is what it is. Yes. I mean, after, you know, 20 some odd years of, yeah, you know, 
You're doing something. Completely. You're allowed. I'm allowed. You're allowed. Well, yes. it certainly seems an occupation where you get to see it all. You see human nature in distress much of the time, I would think. It's emergency room. I think it takes a special kind of person, personally, from where I'm standing, non-medical. It's uh, amazing to me. I'm just blown away by people who can do that. And, you know, you have my admiration. Well, thank you. I think I'm also real. I realized one day when there was a child who had an injury and then the doctor was going to fix it. And I was standing there at the bedside. The anesthesiologist was there sedating the child. And then I was kind of there taking my notes, documenting and just being there if the doctor needed anything. And it was a fracture and he was going to get ready to set it. And I just said, will you let me know when you get ready to do that? Because I'm going to turn around. And he chuckled and he's like, what's wrong with it? You you don't want to see this? And I said, you know, I've seen it before and this is a small child and I haven't had lunch yet. So I really not need not to see it. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm starting to, uh, my level of tolerating the squeamish stuff maybe is um, not as good as it used to be. (laughs) I would have thought the opposite would be true. I know. You're so used to it. It's just another day. (laughs) Yes, it surprised me that day, but I could just just the thought of it was kind of like, ooh, yeah, I I might not be able to look at that. I know how it goes. And what it says to me is that, okay, so if you'd looked at it, you'd be carrying that image in your head for a while and... Yes, I think so. And that's what you were trying to avoid at that moment. Yeah. And I think because it was a child. Yeah. um, Because when I worked on the neurosurgical unit, I, oh, you know, I saw stuff that no one would ever want to see just from traumas and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I should be able to handle it. But I think in my mind, you know, it was a small child and, you know, and I knew they were going to be there The you know, we have the anesthesiologist, the doctors right there. So. Well, I mean, it's a testament that you can't, you know, once you've seen something, you can't unsee it. That's right. And it has an impact on you as well. And if you can opt out, then why not? Yeah. Yeah. What about someone who's considering nursing, but not because they want to take care of people or like any of it, but they've heard that it's a good profession to be in, that the money is pretty good, that they need nurses, that jobs are plentiful. But, you know, they're really only doing it for that reason, career choice, but not any sort of real inclination to do that work. I think then either you need to, that person would need to shadow a nurse or go to, you know, volunteer at a medical facility and just find out if it's right, because it's, it's not something you just want to go in half-heartedly. It's difficult, you know, and you do see a lot. And if, it's that profession's not for you, then you don't belong in it, really. What surprised you the most about this field? Were, were there aspects of it that you were unaware of? Initially, when I was in the critical care internship, probably the thing that surprised me was some of the injuries that I saw that people could live through, come back from, and, you know, people could be put back together. It's amazing, you know, what physicians can do and medications. So I think I, I just didn't realize that. 
when I started in nursing school, a lot of it is about, you know, you make beds, you do, you know, the bedpans, you start IVs, you know, some organizational type stuff. You get, you know, getting people out of bed and all that, all those kinds of things. So in my mind, I knew I could do all those things well, and I knew all this, the science behind everything. And I, you know, went through all the classes and the path, you know, the pathophysiology of, you know, why we do certain things and a certain skill level. But just going in and learning all those trauma classes and then seeing, you know, what could be put back together is pretty amazing. What are some of the things that no one ever talks about within nursing? I don't want to say dirty little secrets, but there, there <laughs> I said I it. But I did. <laughs> oh. You know, is there anything that is just like under the veil? I guess, you know, nurses love to talk, you know, some of those talk stories. They're not afraid to have a conversation at a dinner table about you know, bodily fluids or anything like that. But I think some of the things like when something does go wrong, a mistake is made. I hate to say it, but, you know, I've seen some nurses covering for doctors or that kind of thing. You mean yes. they're all humans? They're all humans. Whoa, yes. Whoa. <laughs> I, I know when I was a kid, doctors and nurses, they were godlike, you know, they knew so much. They seemed above humans, but, you know, of course, we're all humans and we all make mistakes. So, you know, I mean, there's been, there's been press about that too, that, you know, you got to, you go to a hospital, you got to double check everything as a patient and make sure that they didn't switch out the, the wrong medications or I don't know. I mean, is it as bad as they make it sound in, in the press? I think because everybody's human, it's important I mean, people can make mistakes. So I think if somebody hands you a medication, it's good to say, you know, what is that? And look at it and make sure that that's truly what it is. If it's a medication that you recognize, I have no problem with anybody ever asking me that. And I just know that, I guess that mistakes can be made. So you have to advocate for yourself, for sure. Not that anybody would... You know, every nurse that I've come across, I've never seen anyone that would it would do anything maliciously. You mean you didn't know that one who was injecting people? No, <laughs> I didn't know that one. I didn't know that one. Good. <laughs> yes, thank God. So looking back, what advice would you have liked to receive when you first began to pursue your, your career in nursing? that you're not going to make as much money as you thought you were. <laughs> and to not be afraid to ask questions. I know when I was a new nurse, there were nurses on the floor that were older and or had more experience. And some of them were not very nice and were into making, you know, belittling and making fun of. And that, that just probably speaks about the people they were. But there is like this saying that nurses eat their own, which is terrible. As a nurse, because of my husband's work, I've had to change jobs several times. And every time, no matter how many, if I say I've been a nurse for 20 years, I still have to prove myself when I get to that floor, probably for at least a few months before they can say, okay, she's, she's all right. She's not dumb. She knows what she's doing. <laughs> but that's just kind of the way it is. 
So I guess it's no wonder they make all these medical dramas for TV. That's right. Exactly. It's exciting. (laughs) (laughs) What keeps you fulfilled, inspired, eager to do more? Or are you? (laughs) (laughs) I guess that I feel good at the end of the day when I have had a shift that's steady. I feel like I have been able to help the people that I've taken care of and feeling competent and confident and well able to do everything that I was required to do that day. Is there anything that you think would improve the nursing profession that you've thought about or noticed in your day to day that if only things were done this way, this is the, would be so much smarter and so much better? One thing that through my career, not where I'm currently Well, maybe a little bit where I'm currently at. Corporations taking over hospitals, a lot of it is when they're trying to save money, they cut nursing staff. It just never seems like there's enough nurses to do the job. I remember one hospital I worked at, it was an ER. You know, I I would work a 12-hour shift. I'd be lucky if I'd get to go eat or go to the bathroom during the whole shift. And one time they even said to us, work smarter, not harder. Like, what does that mean? You need a certain amount of nurses to take care of a certain acuity level of patients. And you can't just say, you just need to figure it out. So. Yeah, it seems like much of the medical profession has been taken over by shark-like business people who are trying to squeeze the most out of these organizations doesn't bode well for us at all. I don't know how that could be turned back. Yes. <laughs> That's a whole other thing. Yeah, sure is. But, sure is. Uh, yes. I mean, I've looked at it where at one particular hospital, you know, why do you need all these higher level corporate positions or whatever? Why don't you use a couple, you know, take away one of those positions and add five nursing positions or, yeah. What advice would you give someone just beginning to pursue a career in nursing or someone considering it out of high school? I would tell that person that they should volunteer at a hospital, even in high school. When I was in high school, I hate to go back to that, but when I was in high school, I worked in a nursing home as a nurse's aide. And I think that's a great way. It's even though it's kind of the lowest level of nursing, you're not going to, you know, start at the top, of course, but you get to see what other nurses What the nurses do, you get to learn, you know, the basics about just taking care of someone and then realize if you can tolerate that. I think you can kind of decide very well if if you see somebody in a higher position. I, you know, when I worked as a nurse's aide, I would see the registered nurse and I'd be like, oh, you know, I want that job or I like what she's doing. Or even when I was at the university hospital and I would see medical students and residents at, at that time, I even thought, oh, you know, maybe I could do that. Or maybe I could be a nurse anesthesiologist or an, a nurse anesthetist. Or, so, yeah, you've really got to get in there and see what it's about. Sounds like there's a lot of potential avenues within the field. I didn't realize how many there were until you started to mention them. There are. There's all different kinds of nursing and advanced degrees. You know, if you like children, babies, 
the elderly, if you like surgery, if you don't like surgery, if you, there's just so many things. This has been very informative. Thank you so much, Linda. Thank you. It's been fun. Thanks for listening. To hear more and subscribe, visit our website, professionalconfessionals.com. You can find Professional Confessionals on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts.